0: You know, most problems in healthcare are fixed already. Primary care is already cured on the fringes. Reversing burnout, physician shortages, bad business models, forced buyouts, factory medicine, high deductible insurance that squeezes the docs and is totally inaccessible to most of the employees. The big squeeze is always on for docs. It's the acceleration of cost and the deceleration of reimbursements. I want you to meet those on this show that are making a difference With us, Ron Barshop, CEO of Beacon Clinics, that's me. Healthcare is an epic profit center for most companies that they're completely unaware of. Your benefit advisor is a dinosaur walking dead if they're lacking this next generation healthcare agenda. So here's really good offerings that should be on their menu. Value-based insurance design. Even better is reference-based pricing models. And above that is captive medical plans. And then next-gen association plans. Those are all even better. And even the best is direct contracting for surgery, direct contracting for imaging and pharma, virtual care, who's gonna be our guest today. We're gonna learn a lot about that today direct primary care, which I've talked a lot about, medical tourism, which includes medications and surgery, and high performance centers of excellence, which Walmart has mastered and saved a billion dollars on their spend this year. So Walmart would've had to sell $96 billion in retail goods or drop a billion to their bottom line with their healthcare division, if you will. And they saved it on healthcare division with centers of excellence. I think of the latter five like a massive stimulus package for employees who choose to opt out of their plan because if they're spending $800 to $2,000 on one of these direct contracts versus $8,000 a year spent on old world care, that is a mortgage. That's a $95,000 mortgage. That's like paying off all the debt they have on their credit card, on average credit card today. That's a savings account, and that's their first maybe real vacation If you ask your employees that are making under 20 bucks an hour, have the other had a real vacation in their life, you will be shocked at how many say they don't know what that even looks like. So it's a massive stimulus package for employers, too. We would love to double or triple our sales and squeeze easy money margins like this baked into our benefits. And that's effectively what Walmart has done. They could have opened up 1,400 stores or taken the money that's fat and fluff out of their health benefits budget. So think of it like a chocolate magma inside a cake that nobody thinks about or looks at until you dig in. Think about it like a golden ticket in a chocolate bar. It's just a very nice surprise built in and baked into all of our health benefits for those that use traditional benefits all these years. This is the era of heroes coming out of HR and finance if the CEOs are still asleep. But they will awaken because this is going to go around like a contagion, all these high end benefits that have money baked into them. And the payers are being told by their very best customers, they've got maybe three years, and then we're never gonna look back after we say goodbye to you. Well, for me, this changed our culture at Beacon Clinics. Our healthcare is now an epic profit center for us. Let me introduce you today to an expert on virtual care, who has a very personal mission here, and he's got a long bio, but bear with me because it's really worth listening to. Clinton Phillips is currently the founder and CEO of Medici, a global healthcare communications platform. Medici has raised over $40 million and has acquired DocBookMD and Chiron Health. And they now have over 20,000 doctors communicating on its platform monthly, no slouch. Prior to Medici, Clinton created SecondMD in 2011 after his daughter suffered a stroke and was left paralyzed. SecondMD is a virtual second opinion platform that provides video access to the world's best doctors, at the top 17 US hospitals. Again, no slouch. And it does a lot more than just virtual seconds opinions because they're in the top hospitals combined and have over 10 million members helping them out as well. Their clients are little tiny companies you may have heard of like Morgan Stanley, KPMG, Ernst & Young, United Healthcare, Adena Bloomberg, Waste Management, and over 30 other Fortune 100 companies. In philanthropy, Clinton is recognized as one of the largest sponsors of orphans at World Vision and other organizations. So the man's got a brain for business and a heart for orphans. In sports, Clinton's recognized as the U.S. national champ in the 400-meter dash and the javelin by the U.S. track and field masters. So he's an older guy, not a young punk anymore. And he's also enjoyed the opportunity to speak at Rice, MIT, Princeton, churches all across the country and has been featured on all the major networks and all the major Media, Clinton. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ron. It's a great honor to be talking to you about uh, a subject: healthcare and healthcare costs. Um, it's where we live and uh, spend our time. So thank you so much for uh, having me.
0: You have a very personal reason why you got involved with your second offering. Tell us about your daughter's situation.
1: Yes, Ron. I um, had a clinic in Aspen, Colorado, and we were living a wonderful life. My wife and I, we South Africans. And uh, we had this clinic at the St. Regis Hotel that helped people avoid back surgery. And we had helped over 1,900 people avoid back surgery. And we were struck with a tragedy of our own in that our little girl had a stroke and was left paralyzed down the right side of her body. And uh, we went to our pediatrician. The pediatrician said, I can't help you, you need a pediatric neurologist. We went to one who said... Mm, your daughter will never walk or talk and she suffered a severe bleed. Um, Not much can be done. Um, Good luck. Uh, We obviously didn't accept that and we didn't know if this was a good doctor or not. It's very hard to tell who's a top doctor and who isn't. So we um, went to Texas Children who were ranked very highly for pediatric neurology. Four month waiting list to see a pediatric neurologist. We saw this doctor and she said, oh, I don't work with stroke. I said, are you kidding me? We've been waiting four months. We've submitted everything. It's all about her stroke. And she said, Don't worry, I've got another great doctor for you. Three month waiting list for that doctor. So um, and when we got to that doctor, they didn't really have much of a solution. So along this way, we had this God given idea to start a network of the world's best doctors who would be available virtually to do a detailed second opinion across every specialty. And so that was the start. And if we fast forward, that company um, now has got 13 million members, eight, nine years later. Um, we have got 700 of the most incredible doctors and we save lives, we manage healthcare costs, we you know, make, have an impact that I could never have dreamed of uh, when we started this for my little girl.
0: Okay, so we have to know what happened to your daughter. Is she recovered in some way?
1: My little girl is in regular school now. She walks, she talks, Um, she doesn't use her right hand. So she does a lot of therapy to try and get her right hand, but her right leg has come back for the most part so she can play soccer now. Last year we were in, um, she skied, and we were on the mountain in tears watching her ski, which they said, you know, those things would never happen. And the year before that I was standing in the ocean watching her learn to surf. And so she is a little champion. She is smart and beautiful and um, strong because she has to work through this every day. Um, she's an amazing little mascot. And if you ever visit the office of Second MD in Houston, there's a big picture of her on the wall and she's the little mascot for the company.
0: What a beautiful story, Clinton. thank you for sharing that very personal journey. What is the deal? I mean, why hadn't somebody thought of your solution beforehand so that you could quickly get her taken care of?
1: You know, you're no stranger to the challenges in healthcare. Um, Doctors have always known that there has to be an easier way to get this knowledge out of their head. The best specialists in the world are frustrated that the only people who they can really help are the ones who can get to them, and they know that they could be helping people across the world. But uh, you know, it's not always easy to get to Boston. It's not always easy to get in to see a busy doctor. And so, doctors, you know didn't have a technology that they could do. They also didn't have a legal structure. So we asked our doctors that we were talking to, could we Skype with you? And they said, no, that doesn't sound safe. So we had to create a legal model. We had to be able to build a technology that allowed for video and medical record uploading. Um, And then we had to create a payment model. And that was really hard because consumers didn't wanna pay out of pocket for this. They wanted the insurance to pay, but insurance wasn't willing to pay a a top doctor a good amount and pay them quickly and easily um, for these opinions so we struggled for the first two years until we pivoted to the uh, employer markets and we realized well we could have a huge impact at these employers and we could solve the payment model whereby instead of trying to bill an insurance company which would never work We could charge an employer a PEPM, and we could take care of the doctor, and we could really align. So we had to innovate financially, we had to innovate technologically, we had to innovate legally. Um, And you have to have a really strong cause behind you to beat your head against
0: all three of those walls every day for years. Well, it's interesting that you had the PEPM model because what you're saying is even though 95%, 99% of the employees aren't going to need a second opinion because they're going to lead a nice, healthy life, at the moment they need a second opinion, they need it right now. I mean, stroke, the more time you wait, three months, four months, seven months in your case, the more the, the condition debilitates the uh, ability to recover. And so you have a second opinion now instantly, but are you charging the member as they're needing it? That 1% are you charging the whole rest of the members that may not need it?
1: iran a good question interestingly about eight to ten percent of people will go through something in a year that is costly that is complex and will need to get a second opinion so the number's a little higher we get about a third of those people so we get about three percent of those people will engage in having a second opinion of a population so that three percent of people that we help has to be able to cover and have the impact for the 97 percent of people who won't use the service so we're always trying to increase it from three to four to five to six as we go and looking at ways to be able to drive utilization because the impact obviously increases um, significantly as we go but we price it to say you know it's a very low cost per employee per month but there's no additional cost when that employee uses it so for an employee They never think about finances in this part. We say, we are here to get you the best opinion, your company cares about you, and they have provided this service to make sure that you get the best clinical guidance possible. The wonderful outcome, the employee may or may not care, but the outcome is the fact that when you get the right care, you save a lot of money. When you don't get an unnecessary back surgery, when you don't take the wrong chemotherapy, when you don't stay in a hospital for six weeks because there's actually a treatment that can get you out in four days. These are impacts that you have that the company cares about the person, the company cares about their bottom line. And the beautiful thing with Second MD is that you don't have to choose. You can do good and do well financially um, in the model.
0: I always have a million questions when you talk as you have so many interesting subjects. So let's talk for a second about the actual savings. Do you have any stories, I'm sure you do, of actual savings of companies that don't need the spinal surgery, that don't need the six weeks in the hospital in terms of dollars and cents? What does that look like for maybe your best employer, your favorite story in med? What does it look like for a typical employer? Yes.
1: Well, the nice thing is that we've been doing this long enough now that we can tell a company, we guarantee you that this will never cost you money, our program. At the end of the year, we'll tally this up. And if we haven't documented the impact that we've had, we will pay you the difference. And so we can do that with confidence. And our goal is to do a lot more than meet our cost. We want to have a much bigger impact. It's companies like um, Chevron who are a great client who've presented us with, and they have imposed the penalty that if you have a procedure and you don't use second MD, you're gonna pay 400 bucks for that procedure. Now, that makes people use it, which is wonderful. Um, but sometimes people begrudge, hey, I'm forced to use the service. Fortunately, those people, they go through the experience and they say, oh my goodness, this was hugely impacting. So that's an example of An incentive to make sure that you use it for most clients they don't have to put in an incentive for companies like waste management they now offer it for the parents of the employee because they know that this has such an impact just on retention alone of their people and cares for their people that the savings just around retention are well worth the program never mind the actual impact so the biggest savings we ever had was we helped somebody avoid a unnecessary liver transplant we're talking 1 to 2 million dollars up front and then hundreds of thousands for years and that person did not need a liver transplant talk about a game changing saving um, back surgeries about 30% of people who access our service will cancel their surgery and our job is not to help you avoid surgery our job is to get you the best clinical advice and sometimes you need that surgery but the beautiful thing is when you have an independent doctor who says listen if you were my kid if you were my friend there's no way i would let you do that surgery i would never do it on you and here's why nobody does that procedure anymore here's the data on that procedure there's a 50 percent chance that you're going to have worsening symptoms with that procedure and so these are independent people who we don't pay to avoid, they don't let us tell them what they can and can't do. We pay them the same amount, whether they tell you to get the surgery, whether they tell you to not get the surgery. There's a wonderful layer of independence that gets to happen here.
0: Nice. 80% of um, back surgeries resolve, but 20% don't resolve. Whereas when you go to a chiropractor, which is your training, I, virtually 95% of conditions resolve with good ones and the cost of $400 versus one hundred and eight to 180000 for a back surgery is not even in the same ballpark.
1: Absolutely, and knowing that 80% of people who have the back surgery are gonna need a second one, and 80% of those people who have a second one are gonna need a third one. So when you can catch that person before their first surgery or if you can catch them even at their second surgery, we've had one of my favorite stories is one of our early clients, a 500 company employer, first week this person was about to have their sixth back surgery and our doctor said listen uh, why did did the fifth one solve it did the fourth one solve it did the third one solve it what you're about to do is not going to fix your pain it's going to make your mri look better but it's not going to solve your pain they cancelled the surgery the company said your program just paid for itself for 15 months on the first week of the program so that's the beautiful part is we have an impact on the first day that people hear that they've got access to this, we solve things on day one, versus waiting three years for maybe a wellness program to kick in and have an impact.
0: What kind of questions, well, what kind of reticence are you getting from employers that tell you no thank you? What, what, what possible reason could they give you to say no when you have this kind of data and evidence that it works?
1: You know, Ron, that's a great question. The number one thing is we're busy. Um, I've presented to, a, I remember, a giant company in Houston who we worked out had 1,100 people who would get cancer that year, and we could solve this, and we'd put all of our fees at risk, and it would be minimal work. And they were like, no, we're launching you know, some payroll thing, and we just couldn't be bothered right now. So um, sometimes it's you competing for priorities. And so we've had to make sure that our program is very easy to implement. Other times, there have been services before ours where you get a written second opinion. And some companies have had one of these services that will get you a written second opinion. But only 0.02 or maybe 0.1% of the people were using these programs. But to HR, they were like, hey, we've checked that box. There's a second opinion yes it takes six weeks yes you never speak to the doctor yes you just get a report but you know what we check the box and so um we're not going to bother with that type of thing now so fortunately for the most part we win a lot more than we lose but employers you understand are being bombarded with loads of different offerings and it sometimes is not easy for them to tell the high quality from the promiscuous um, you know, there is a lot of noise that they have to face every day.
0: And also, I think, I don't know about your world, but in my world, there's a lot of mercenaries that are in it strictly for the money and they're not interested in outcomes. And then there's a lot of missionaries that are interested in the outcomes and the money is secondary. It'll come if the uh, outcomes are great. I think you're probably certainly in the latter, but you're competing with the others.
1: Indeed. So fortunately, we, our clients know why we do it and that becomes um, the best reference possible.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Medici. I—that's I a half hour in itself, so I don't want to give it disservice. But let's—can we in just a three or four or five minutes give a high level of what Medici is doing um, for the employers?
1: Medici is about to roll out an employer offering. So Medici has not gone live with employers yet. We've been testing it with a few small companies. Um, Medici—one of the things we learned with Second MD is somebody would say. At the end of a consult that say clint that was life-changing last night i sat at home with a doctor that i never would have dreamed of having access to i had my family sitting with me my brother-in-law's a doctor he dialed into the video conference and we spoke to this incredible doctor put our mind at ease we didn't have to fuss with paperwork we didn't have to fuss with insurance it was incredible our notes were available the next day and then they would say well could you connect me to my own doctor because it's really hard to communicate with them and we said we don't know your doctor that's not you know we don't have a relationship with all doctors we've only got this very specific group but we heard that hundreds of times and at some point i said you know what we've got to make it easy for people to be able to connect with their own doctor so medici was born out of the idea that we wanted to be able to connect you Via an app just like you're texting just like whatsapp or facebook messenger to allow healthcare communication to really change the foundations of healthcare so we launched medici with the idea that a doctor could now more easily manage their patients they could prescribe they could treat they could charge um, they could loop other doctors into the conversations if needed they could loop their admins into the conversation so The idea was that you would have a platform for communication that could solve a lot of frustration, could solve a lot of wasted cost. Now we've built out a 50-state network with a psychiatrist, dermatologist, family doctor, pediatrician and we're making these doctors available to um, employers and we are starting to wrap around very specific virtual networks that are specific to the type of company that we are serving. So we can have on there a dietitian, nutritionist, we have thousands of vets, veterinarians now on Medici. So somebody can sit at their office and without leaving work, they can text the doctor, they can get a prescription refill, they can turn it into a video consult if the doctor needs, and they can solve things often in minutes that, could be very frustrating. And instead of getting a different doctor every time you call in, like you do with a lot of the services today, you could be matched with the same doctor who's gonna build a history and a relationship with you if your own doctor is not already on the platform.
0: Clint, I would like to put in the show notes the 20 reasons why virtual care is better than a in-office visit. You you produced a really lovely piece of content that I want our listeners to be able to access. And it just was so logical and so well reasoned. And it was just, and it's undeniable. And um, so I'm just gonna ask you if you can send that to us so we can make sure they can read it. Cause it just, if they don't understand virtual care, they will certainly understand virtual care when they read that. Yes, Ron, thank you. I will make sure to get that to you. And then we'll do another show, but I don't wanna, I wanna honor the time you gave me. And I think you and I are gonna be seeing each other, I think in a few months, we're gonna have a meeting, Um, but I'm very excited about um, having you on the show again. And I wanted to. I always ask all our guests number one, how do we find you if they want to reach either Clinton Phillips or if they want to reach Second MD or if they want to reach Medici?
1: I'm on LinkedIn. as a way to always get hold of me, Clinton Phillips on uh, LinkedIn. If uh, you want to email me, my uh, assistant is Suzanne at Medici.md, S U Z A N N E at Medici, M E D I C I dot MD. Great, right. okay, Edition and then how about SecondMD? Add that, I can channel the same things there. That'll just be a single point of entry. I can direct you over to Second MD as needed or manage it there at Medici for you. So um, whatever you need. Additionally, you can find me on the Medici app. If you download the app, type in Clinton Phillips, Austin. Um, I'll pop up there and we can chit chat, do a little video conference, or uh, I can send you some exercises to fix your back.
0: You know, i got to tell you, I'm really um, proud that Austin's able to produce a healthcare app because, you know, I love Texas. I'm born and raised here. I'm from San Antonio. I lived some of my life in Austin and my kids are both living, two or three are living there. But Austin is not famous for funding healthcare ventures. It's really good at a lot of other things, but uh, I'm really glad that's turning around and you're able to build your company and grow your amazing platform um, based here in Texas because that's... uh, that's usually something you think of New York, San Diego, you know, you'll think of Boston, but you don't think of Austin, Texas.
1: You know, Ron, um, I'm fortunate that, um, we were we didn't actually get our funding here. So there's a lot of great reasons to be here. And I think Austin, Houston have been incredible to us. So we love Texas and you can build a business. We had to be creative and get our funding, you know, from whoever would support us. and We've got some amazing backers, but, um, Austin is actually getting much better on the funding side as well now. There's every day I read of a deal that you go, wow, that's happening in Austin is um, very exciting. So Texas is great for
0: business. I love it, I agree. Um, Well, so my last question and then I'll let you go and we'll pick this up again another time, Clinton, is if you could fly a banner over America to give a message out to all Americans, what would it say?
1: The banner would be that healthcare is incredibly solvable. This is very fixable. If you feel despondent that the system is so broken, yes, it is broken, but we're going to fix this. And there's some great people working hard, like yourself, like our people, that are determined to make healthcare a remarkably easier, less expensive uh, opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of room for fix, and there's a lot of room for. Um, companies dropping to their bottom line like I started in the show. So thank you again. I really appreciate you being on the show. Yes, thank you Ron. Thank you for listening. You want to shake things up? There's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode.